right, all right, all right. We are here with a new podcast, new episode, new week, new day, never before heard, never before seen. Melissa, I'm starting this one off with chess. What? Chess! What you have on our notes here. Chess. Chess. I, I, what is chess? Kyle, what is chess? chess? Chess is a Broadway musical. It's about chess. I don't think that's how the game is played. Um, <laughs> oh, so it's it's a musical that you went to. Yes. Yes. You went this, to, right? Or did you see I went somehow? I I went to it. I was there. I was there opening night, opening night for this show. First time our local Muni theater has ever done it. This mm. is that musical theater I go to seven okay. times every summer. The latest show this week was Chess. This is a show I have been waiting for for years. Uh, Chess is created by Tim Rice and like two of the guys from ABBA. And it's set in the 80s and it is about a Russian chess champion and an American chess champion facing off during the Cold War. I'm going to link you to the Instagram page for this theater and you can see that like the scrim for the show is just like a big fist with the Russian flag on it and a big fist with the American flag on it. And they're punching each other, but there's a chess piece in the middle. It's big and it's blunt. And I'd been wanting to see the show for ages because the, the soundtrack was released as like a rock album in the eighties before Uh it was ever released. as like, it's a Broadway musical, like before they put it into production. Uh, And so one of the songs from this musical, it's called One Night in Bangkok. It became like a real hit in the 80s. And one of our local radio stations used to play it a lot. Uh, And it was, I think, the second song I ever bought on iTunes when I was like 15 years old. I've always loved One Night in Bangkok. I learned it was from this musical. I'm like, I have to see this thing in context. I have to see chess. Finally, the Muni does chess. This is the first time they've ever done chess. I was so excited to be there for opening oh. night. Kyle, are you looking at the stage? I am, yes. This thing, as soon as like the scrim opened and you can see the stage, I turn to my friend and I say, this is everything I've ever wanted. It's like they <laughs> looked into my soul and they're like, what is this lady like? Halt and catch fire, billion dollar code. 80s aesthetics it is on display like everything is grids and lasers and wood paneling and stuffy tweed suits it's the most aesthetically impressive show i've seen at this otherworldly local theater a local theater that always does top-notch like broadway quality shows i've never seen one that looks like this thing they have huge banks of tvs yeah. At one point, like yeah. the characters go, uh, they escape the the rigor of the chess tournament and they go into the mountains and the mountains are like wireframe. <laughs> <laughs> they go into renderings of different places. That's what Amazing. they project on like the huge LED screen at the back of the stage. I I was so upset you weren't there to witness this with me. Interesting. I, I had no no idea what this was when you put it on. 
the thing on like chess. Is she like, did she want to like start learning how to play chess? What's what's no. so no, this was one of the musicals. I, I think my favorite thing is the big the 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 two fists on the opposite yes. side of the 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 chess piece. So for uh, audio l- listeners, I brought up the Instagram page, but since I'm not logged into a- any Instagram, I can't like truly zoom in on all of it without it being like, hey, sign up here. No. Um but I, I I can still see them on. Yeah, there's 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 pictures of the the stage, uh, these giant TV screens. It all almost kind of looks like a Zoom call at first, but it it's like old TV like stuff with like the dials on them. Uh, big grids for all the 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 chess theme there. But they have one. It's two fists. Like they're about to punch each other, but there's a, a chess piece in between them. It's a real intense. Exactly. Exactly. As I said, yes. And the videos that they are showing on these big like LED screens, those are recorded live. Like you are watching like a live th- feed. They've got two guys sitting there playing chess. They have a cameraman come up. What's in the camera that's like part of the stage action gets put on the big screen behind them. This theater has had screens for a couple years now. This is the best they've ever used those screens. During the chess matches, there's these really tight, tense close-ups of just, like, licking lips and, like, drumming fingers and, like, pulling at a tie. That's cool. It was was true art. This was one of the most transcendent live theater experiences I've ever had. Huh. You gotta see chess. Did you know St. Louis is, like, the chess capital of the United States, like Congress says so. I, I did not. Um, We're a big chess city. You can see a big chess piece. I don't remember which one. Probably a king or a queen or something, but it's like 14 feet tall. <laughs> you just reminded me of something. So shortly after I moved here to Oklahoma, uh, my partner and I went on this date because we went we wanted to go to a certain ice cream place. Uh, that we heard mm. was good. We get there. The ice cream place is not what we thought it was. It's kind of like a small little stall that's attached to a restaurant on the side. And it's it like we get there. We stand in. There, there's no one there. There's no one behind the counters. We're the first ones there. We get there. No one comes by. No one comes out from the back to be like, hey, I'll be with you in just a sec. The like waiters for the like actual restaurant part, they see us. They don't say anything of like, hey, no one's here working today or hey, let me go get them or whatever the situation is. They say us just don't say a thing. We're standing there for like five minutes just being like, well, this was a bust. Um, we, we ended up g- g- going somewhere else, but, uh, in, in this place where like these r- restaurants are and, and stuff like, like that, they have like this big giant outdoor chess set, uh, thing that you can like pick up the pieces and move around. They're not the like 14 feet tall that yeah. you just said, but they're yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe just a little bit past my waist. Like they're 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 big. They're they're good size. Um, but we're walking around that day 
and there's these like five or six kids that are just on this chest board, lifting these things up, swinging them, throwing them. <laughs> the whole thing surrounds a lake, the, this like oh, man-made no! lake. And they started throwing these pieces into the lake. And like th the parents are nowhere to be seen. There's no like security that's like, hey, kids, stop that. Don't do that. Right. They're just having a ball. And yeah, we're just like watching this chess piece like float across the like man-made lake. Just a, just a pawn bobbing along. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't make it. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> welcome to number 243 of the Whatnots Captain's Log. My name is Kyle Springer and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Yes. Melissa, how are you? I'm good. You let me postpone recording so that I could go to an art fair and I'd like to show you my my gatherings. Yeah. Actually, actually this while you is do that, I also want to say that I, 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 yes. I do have a mountain do for us to uh, dive into uh, here. I had one last week, too. Oh, I should have this stuff up on the right thing. I'm not up go on the right it. thing. There we go. Uh, Baja Passion Fruit Punch. Mountain Dew Baja Passion Fruit Punch. Uh, this is a purple one, if you guys can see it here on screen. It, it's a good a passion purple, fruit's purple? I didn't think so, but the one I had last week was pink, and that was like a, a, a guava flavor. Uh, so I'm wondering okay. if they were like, let's just make it a slightly different. Let's make it the purple. Yay. The actual fruit on the inside is like a bright goldenrod color, but the outer mm. hull is it's fuchsia. It's redder than that purple you have there. That's a classic grape color. But yeah. purple's involved. Interesting. Here we go. Here's my first sip of passion fruit punch. That's a good one. That's interesting, though, because like I, mm. I don't know, like I, I don't know what a passion fruit tastes like. Yeah, I've not had one by itself to be like, oh, yes, that's the flavor. They nailed it. Um, but this is good. Very refreshing. Um, I mean, it's basically just tropical punch, but with a passion fruit kick. I don't know. That's it. Please continue, Melissa. I at least had to mention that so I could start. No, now you can enjoy your beverage and enjoy art. Like when you drink yes. wine at a museum. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. So I went to let. <laughs> Swirling my Mountain Dew. Yeah. What What is the terroir of this Mountain Dew? What mountain does it hail from? Look at the color in the light <laughs> up against a white background. Right. Hold it against a chart. <laughs> tastes oaky uh it tastes like grass and citrus exactly. fruits i went to let them eat art which is an art fair held in maplewood every mm -hmm. year it's held roughly around bastille day which is why i forgot until today that this is when the festival was because like what is bastille day that's like french independence day that's oh. why it's called let them eat art like let them eat cake i guess I gotcha. Yeah. 
So you walk around, there's booths, you buy stuff. I usually go. And this year I found something truly special. This is from an artist called Summer Violet. It's Violet with two T's. Okay. This, for the listener, looks like an old-fashioned, like, botanical, like, educational print you'd find in, like, a textbook, you know? But they're all cartoon flowers, and they all look like Simpsons. Yes. I was about to say that one in the the top left looks like Marge. But yeah. They're all Simpsons. There's, like, a little, like, legend down here. Like, you're looking at a figure in an academic book. Floors to Springfield. Yes, that is Marjorium Simpsonis. Yeah, they all have fake Latin names. That's great. It's 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 so pretty and funny and so detailed. I this was like a thunderstrike. I feel That's so awesome. so blessed that I found this piece of art. This is exactly yeah. what I want all the stuff in my home to be. Right, right. That's how I I, I felt when I I found that like Gundam manga, the men who made Gundam. I was just like, this is what I've been searching for my whole life. A manga about them making the manga, (laughs) about them making the show, about them making the toys. I love this. Yeah, that's cool. I also got some cool stickers from I think it's Jillian K art who I've I've been to every year. They're there. I go up and they're like, have we drawn you before? Like, yes, you did do one of the five minute portraits of me a couple years ago. Thank you. I have a, a good place sticker. Ah, okay. There's, she has a, there's Eleanor in her oh. Arizona trash bag. Sash with her, her shrimp cocktail. Great. I have a, a visit Cusco-topia. Nice. Travel nice. sticker. <laughs> I have. This is so specific. This is another incredible find. I have a a good looking guy sticker. Good. Do you remember good looking guy? From the race, like the the like. No. He, I I remember the meme about that jogger who was like the oh, super yes. photogenic I know guy, him. guy. Right. Yes. Like, but this no. is not that. No, good looking guy was the older brother on Boy Meets World. He had a fantasy about being a James Bond mm. type spy, and he was just called good looking guy. I found a sticker of him like this. This I don't think this was recurring. This was a bit in one episode of Boy Meets World that I still think about all the time. And Jillian K made a sticker of it that I can have. I I've seen a lot of Boy Meets World. Like that's one of the shows I grew up on. I I say consistently. I was not a Disney kid. Like I, I I stuck to Cartoon Network. Boy Meets World was like the only one that I'd be like, but that's on. Like, let me go watch that yeah. instead. Right. Uh, but I don't remember good looking guy. Like I said, I think that was one episode. I'm so delighted <laughs> to find a sticker that celebrates a single episode. That's awesome, though. That's good fun. finds. That's good fun. finds all around. Also, yeah. I there was a popcorn store, so I'm just wandering around like a big buffoon eating my popcorn, the number one buffoon food. There you go. Eat your heart out, Ignacio. All types of popcorn <laughs> at the store. All sorts of stuff. Oh man, that's cool. So, it, so what was what was the movie 
you went to some like I, I don't remember if it was this like art fair thing last year or if it was something else, but you got a recommendation, a movie recommendation from someone. Was it yes. at this art theater? Yes, or yes, art it was at this art fair last year. I think the artist's name was Maxine Thirteen. I didn't see them again this year. That sounds familiar. Uh, but yeah. they did a bunch of classic Hollywood portraits, that's and right. one was of Vincent Price. And like, what Vincent Price movies do you recommend? And that's how we now watched the abominable Dr. Fives on the review yes. show. I now wanted I to thank them, but I didn't see them. Yeah, I'd be like, here's our episode. We covered it just for you. <laughs> <laughs> Good. That's fun. That's fun. Um, Art is fun. It sure is. That's what I did most of my life. <laughs> right. When was the last time you did an art? Depends on what you you I, call art. A- Art for recreation, not like you made a new graphic for the podcast or something, or you did something for work. What was your last recreational art project? Um, I don't know about just like recreational. Um, I know uh, off the top of my head, uh, my girlfriend and I, when we were still long distance, kind of did an art date over uh, oh. over Discord. We would give each other prompts and then we'd draw it and then show each other <gasps> what we did. Um, so we did stuff like, what does your dream house look like? Oh. Uh, if we got a, a, a pet, what kind of pet would we get? What would they look like? You, like, you know, stuff that's like that. so cute. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. That I, that I think may have been the last like truly recreational um, oh. thing. Um, but I've, I like, I've done little small odd jobs for people I know to like make a logo for them or stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. but then the most recent thing I made, uh, I will in the future be redoing the background for the pilots club, uh, okay. and kind of at making an actual logo instead of the like placeholder stuff that we have. So I've made the background that it's on. Um, it's supposed to, it's supposed to look like, um, like a topic, a topographical map Ooh. that is constantly moving and shifting. Um, cool. so it, it, it looks neat. I really enjoy, enjoy it. Um, nice. I, I was going to render out an hour long, version of that and just like have that in my back pocket um because i was like i really like this one maybe we'll use it for something else down down the road um and then i was like and then i can chop that in half and i can have a half an hour one because our pilots club is only like half an hour at the most typically um i started to do the hour long it was going to take like nine hours to render and i was just like oh cancel i'm gonna do something else uh let's do a 10 minute one and who cares if it loops (laughs) exactly yeah man so so theoretically if you had the time and the inclination in the advance notice could you make like a custom backdrop for one of our episodes if we were doing something special potentially yes um but it also is a lot of work. It kind of depends on the idea that we have and what we want to do with it. Um, All I want is a pink one for Barbie. 
Ooh, I could potentially do a pink one. Can you do one for our Barbenheimer episode? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. Hmm. Ideating in my head. I I need. You know how Ideate. I have the like the all the memes I can pull up like Batman slapping Robin. Stop, yeah. Jordan. Get some help. Stop. Get some help. Like all all that stuff. Mm-hmm. We need one that's an explosion. Just like fire. Like welcome to Flavor Town. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> we need something like that for Oppenheimer. <laughs> I I am so excited for the movie Oppenheimer to come out and then people edit the various nuclear explosions in that movie with Welcome to Flavor Town. <laughs> it's it's like it's it's us showing our reactor core for Barbie. Everything is pink, it's glittery, it's sparkly, it looks like MySpace, right? Uh, and, yeah. and, and then it's, it's, it's like, well, and join us next week. And I hit the button the explosion. Everything is like burnt and black and all the, all that <laughs> stuff. And right. It's like, we'll be back down. next week for Oppenheimer. <laughs> you say it like it's a metal band. You have to say it so dry and clinical. You have to say we'll it in a sans serif voice. In, in, in NPR voice. Exactly. Yes. For Oppenheimer. That's a sans serif voice. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, man, Barbie is coming up soon. It's it's happening real she fast. She is. Yeah. I'm excited. Every day things are getting closer. Two weeks. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Do you have your outfit? <laughs> My outfit. <laughs> Do you? I don't I'm have serious. a specific outfit. No. <laughs> well, you have two weeks to get one. Maybe I'll wear my my pink uh, underwear. I have pink me undies uh, under. Good. Okay. Good start. Wear. Yeah. Um, I don't have ones with explosions on them. Don't have anything like that. Um. But yeah, if pink underwear, maybe I'll wear gotta, that. You got to start somewhere. You know, wear it on the outside like Quail Man. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, oh, I already own. <laughs> I already own a a kind of vintage looking pink dress. And mm-hmm. I kind of want to go see if I can just get a very stiff formal blazer to wear over it to represent represent the Oppenheimer part of the equation. But it's Ju- July. So I, I have to find something that's lightweight enough. That's the struggle. That's why I don't have fi- it yet. You need to find like a, a lab coat at a thrift store. <laughs> like just like an all white lab coat. <laughs> <laughs> Are people thrifting those? I, I don't know. Who knows? Besides, Maybe. <laughs> besides like, oh, <laughs> one year for Halloween, my brother Jams dressed up as Beaker, the Muppet. Sure. You know, yep. Beaker wears meat meat wears little lab coat. So we needed a lab coat and we couldn't find one. So we had to buy a like novelty like doctor costume from the costume uh-huh. store. And the only ones they had were sexy doctors. The well the what what they had was lab coats with pun names like already written on like a badge. So we had 
my mom was so mad that she had to buy this. It's like a a joke gynecologist costume for Dr. Howie Feltersnatch. Dr. Phil McCracken. Uh. <laughs> so mom got it, then immediately like taped over the thing. She was so upset. Great. That's the stuff that my 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 dad would do whenever he had to go to work conferences with his co-workers and stuff. They would give each other like fake names at the like get your name tag thing here. So it it, it would be it'd be like is um is is Perry Finalia here? Perry Finalia. <laughs> Dumb stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah, that's me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, man. Uh, well, all sorts of stuff happened. It was 4th of July weekend. It was. This past week. Um, I guess or, or earlier this week, not this past week, but I guess this will be coming out on the weekend. So Three days ago. Kind of, yeah. 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 Did, did you have any 4th of July plans? I did. I went to go see the new Indiana Jones movie because uh, mm. every theater around me does discount days on Tuesdays, but that's when I host trivia so I can never go. But there was no trivia on 4th of July. I'm like, now's my chance to save five dollars. So you I go. purposefully scheduled it like I I thought I was so smart. I bought movie tickets for like six o'clock and I went to the specific theater I'm like, that movie is going to let out right before nine. I'm going to walk out in the parking lot, get in my car. I can watch the local fireworks from yeah. the big community center down the road from my car. I don't have to fight for parking because I've been here since 530. I'm a genius. Give me my lab coat. <laughs> of course, once I'm actually there, I realize the elevation is wrong and I can't see them that well. So we still had to... <laughs> just drive into a nearby like abandoned office park not abandoned you know it's just no the businesses are active just not on fourth of july it's empty not the so one that I fast to... and the furious was taking place right. in that you thought you different you saw something there yeah, no. okay. <laughs> i i ended up going with my mom uh who whose review of indiana jones and the dial of destiny was that was an indiana jones movie Wow. Huge, if true. <laughs> Box checked. Sufficient yeah. for Mel and Mom. My hey. mom's review was we enjoyed it. Good. I'm happy for them. They went to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> mm hmm. I I buy the tickets and I go into the theater and I point to where mom's seat is supposed to be. And then after the movie, when the credits are rolling, as I'm turning around to ask her how she enjoyed it, she says, why did I have to sit here? I'm like, what do you mean? Just like there's a free seat on the other side of you and there's nobody next to that seat. Why would you tell me to sit here? I'm like, because these are the ones I bought. You buy specific seats now, mom. <laughs> she was sitting next to a little boy. She's like, I, I felt weird sitting next to the little boy when there were empty seats on the other side of you. And I'm like, I, I thought the boy would like to sit next to a nice grandma more than he wanted to sit next to me. I, I thought I made the right decision of which one of us sits next to the boy. 
I, when I bought it's, these tickets, there was nothing on the other side. I thought we would be alone. There wouldn't be some like eight year old boy and his dad. I'm sorry they showed up. Right. It's not like it's not like the the gentleman like traffic rules that like you're supposed to stand on the side of traffic to block her from all that. Right. It's not that stuff. Oh, I thought you were talking. Right. I didn't know what you meant by gentleman traffic rules. I thought these were like how you stand at a urinal or something. <laughs> there are there is a rule about that too. Exactly. Like Which, mom, I I <laughs> continue. No, I was Please. like I guess it if we got like 10 minutes in the movie and still nobody was there, she could have come and sat on the other side of me where she would have had an, a, another empty seat next to her. Yeah. Then I also thought if you are this little boy who just like has some nice old lady sit next to you, then how do you feel when the nice old lady moves? <laughs> right. Are you like, like uh, did I upset kid, her? Man. So I don't know what the answer was. And I didn't know there was a, a problem. I, I think my mom just doesn't know how the tickets work and why I just pointed and was like, you sit there. here. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I, I was just about to say something and change this subject. And I didn't want to interrupt you. But now <laughs> I forget what it was I was going to say. So that's lame. That's stupid. Great <laughs> podcast, Kyle. Let's great job. Let's talk about fireworks because I wanted yes, to that's, ask. I you, think where we were going here. Do you have a favorite fireworks shape? I don't know if I can really name the shapes. Besides, I, wow, I linked circle. a guide. I linked a guide, a nice uh, infographic to different names of firework shapes. So, yes, you you put this link in. This link uh, is very blurry. I I cannot read a single thing on here, but it is. Oh, it looks fine for me. That's weird. Guide. Well, just Google fireworks I can... shapes. I just, you can do it, too. <laughs> oh, they have a whole fireworks Types and definitions on jakesfireworks.com. Thank you, Jake. Yeah, let me see here. I'm just going to go fireworks shapes is what you did. Yes. Just pick one. See, I'm seeing all sorts of like weird, crazy stuff. Look for um, one that is like a serious educational infographic uh, and not just like firework clip art. A weed leaf. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's there's like some I think those are vectors. Those aren't real fireworks. I will read them to you. Oh, did it? Here's the one that you you, have. you found it. Okay, from Jake, so I think, Jake himself. Yes, it's it's the same one, but the link that you had put in there just takes that picture and blows it up to the size oh. of the screen. So oh, it's weird. only like it's only like 696 pixels wide. So it's not that big of an I- image. Um, so if I zoomed in, it wouldn't look all that great. But here we go. I can read. This one because it's smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Okay, uh, favorite fireworks shape. I don't know. I like. I I I do kind of like these. What is this? The the brocade crown. The brocade. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, brocade, bro. <laughs> I, I do like the ones that, yeah, like do, do kind of cascade down or like the yeah. willow tree or the waterfall. Willow is my favorite. Yeah. Um, I, I, do, I do. I do like these like king ones here that look like planets. Um, <laughs> oh, ring. See, it's it, it's so small. It's hard. Hard to. OK. See. Not OK. Ki not king. Ring. Um, ring. I like yeah, these king ones. I like ones. those ones a lot. Um I don't know. Like I I to me it's it's all just kind of foreplay until you get the finale. And to me it's about sure. the finale and the mix yeah. of them all all at the same right, time. Right. They play well together. Yeah. I you need good colors too. Absolutely. I ha I had good colors this year. We had a lot of mixed colors, like ones that would change like a nice. big, yeah. big. What was it? I would say based off of this one, perhaps a peony shape sure. <laughs> or a snowflake. No, it was a snowflake. Snowflake ones that would turn like blue and then they would like ombre, just like dissolve into green and then into gold. They were cool. really cool. They're doing neat stuff with fireworks, such vibrant colors, lots of pink this year. Yeah. I've just been thinking about how people love fireworks in general. I think even people who don't like them personally don't disagree with them as a concept. Like, I hate loud noises, but I'm not going to tell my city, do not do big fireworks show for 4th of July. Like, people look forward to them. Big deal about fireworks. Like, 48 yeah. hours, if that, after you've seen them. They just mush into one, one unit of fireworks. And you don't remember anything specific that you saw. You don't remember details like they hit us with a red chrysanthemum, then went into a blue Dahlia. It was incredible. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like me when I went to the monster truck rally, the monster J -J -J -M, and like they had names for all these moves that they were yes. doing. It's like, what, what is this? Right. And it's like, ah. Oh, they went from a double fish to, to a peony ring, and it was spectacular, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to learn about, like the craft, not necessarily the craft of somebody who's like in the fireworks industry, oh, like makes Time them or sells rain. them themselves. But I, are there fireworks critics out there who like review the different shows? Like, I want to learn to talk about fireworks the way I talk about film. Are there fireworks critics? How do I spell? Mm. I cannot spell. That's critiques. Um, fireworks. Fireworks on Rotten Tomatoes is a very entertaining anime. Two stars. Um <laughs> I uh, I'm just I'm seeing reviews for the movie fireworks. I found a Reader's Digest article because I want to find what is the best fireworks show 
anywhere, or at least anywhere I could feasibly get to in my lifetime. I'm not going to Dubai, probably. Like, where do the best of the best go to set off fireworks? I want to see what that is. I want to go to the fireworks championship. Uh, But Reader's Digest has a list of the best firework shows in each state. And, of course, the Missouri one's just, like, fair St. Louis. It's just the St. Louis, like, big Fourth of July festival. Like, Mm -hmm. I could have learned that. The one in Oklahoma, it says, is Tulsa's annual Freedom Fest. Sure. Where you can enjoy kid-friendly activities, food trucks, live performances, and the Red Bull skydiving team. There you go. Kyle, please... Go and report back on the Red Bull skydiving team next year. Will do. <laughs> I I found something from the Travel Channel. Best mm. U.S. fireworks displays. I'm seeing this too. Yes. I, I don't know how recent this is, though. So I don't know if this is. Oh, you got to date these. A, a, a thing from this year or not. But yeah, they, they have stuff like. Uh, the Macy's Fourth of July fireworks. They don't say where that is. Uh, I'm going to assume New York. I don't know why I assume that. Boston Pops fireworks. Wawa. Welcome America. Mm. <laughs> Capital Fourth concert on DC, on DC's National Mall. I think I've been to that one when I was younger. See, these things are. Say I'm also looking at this travel channel article and it's Freedom like Freedom over come, Texas. It's it's talking about places where you can go and see these, but it's mostly talking about like the the setting of where you are, or like it's part of a festival that has great bands that play and like you're sure. you're on yeah. a beach or whatever. It's not talking about what is the craft and the design behind the literal fireworks themselves. Who has the brightest greens? Where what city do I go to for the most gold? Yeah, absolutely. You, you need a fireworks ec- expert. Absolutely. Put this on the, the list after our soda sommelier we need to find. <laughs> this one does say that Nashville features the region's largest fireworks show. Doesn't specify how big region is. Uh, it, but yeah. it is a 27-minute spectacle choreographed to a live performance by the Grammy-winning Nashville Symphony. See? That's, That's fun. an addition. That's cool. That yeah. tells me something about what I'm going to see when it comes to the actual fireworks. 27 minutes is a while. Yeah. Man, how, how does that change? What one. is the narrative evolution of a 27-minute fireworks show? No. I'm not sure, but yeah, that'd be be interesting to I, find I, out. I want to learn. There has to be I don't something take on fun. YouTube or even on like the History Channel. I'm sure oh, they I had learned some about special. Like, th- some of the history of it and like how they're made, but not as much about the the art of the firework. And like, if you want to be an informed audience member watching a fireworks show, uh. It's a difference between saying, yeah, this wine is good and saying like real drops of God stuff, like doing right, the yeah. the spin and the sniff and you tilt the glass and you like look at the legs and you see what color it is. And yeah. you're like notes of moss. I want to do that for fireworks. <laughs> good stuff. Um, with that, I say we take a quick break. 
Uh, and when we come back, I can talk about uh, some of the movies that I've I've been watching and comics I've been reading, all that good stuff. We got mm. some pop culture news. Jennifer Gardner coming back to play Electra. We'll get into all of that in just a sec. Uh, but yeah, we'll be right back. Here at The Whatnots, we make multiple different shows, and a lot of hard work goes into making them, so we would love it if you check them all out. If you enjoy our shows, patreon.com slash the whatnots is the best place to show your support. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to episodes, and at our $3 tier, a Patreon-exclusive podcast, The Pilots Club. You can even get a shout-out and thank you on most of our shows at the $5 tier. And if you're one of our patrons already, Thank you so much. It means the world to us. You can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch for video versions of the shows, trailer reactions, and live streams. And lastly, we have merch. If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a hoodie or a mug or something else, head over to thewhatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. All right, we are back. Once again, a big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. We love thank you a lot. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you much. Uh, over on the Pilots Club, which is at our $3 tier on Patreon, uh, we got to talk about a Netflix original called Cable Girls. Uh, it is a Spanish soap opera show. I hesitate to say soap opera, but it was very soapy uh, yes. in what we saw, at, at, at least, at least in that pilot there but uh it was an interesting show 1920s a bunch of women uh take a job at a telecommunications company working all the switch boards and stuff and they all have their own reasons for being there uh and from what i found out that show helped launch netflix spain so good stuff got to talk about that one uh that was a lot of fun Right here on the Captain's Log this past week, we did our annual trivia night. And man, that one is always one of my favorites. It's so mm -hmm. much fun. We have a blast. Ignacio was here on the podcast. Uh, he has weird op opinions on pancakes and popcorn, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> he always shows up so rigid about an international food difference and will broker no response from us it's it's great ignacio is fantastic uh but yeah we had a blast with that uh so go check that out if you have not already um and then over on the review show we were just talking about fourth of july uh so we got to talk about our own national treasure nicholas cage uh we have dubbed july 4th week on the review show basically nicholas cage week there yes. um so we watched a a adaptation um in which nicholas cage plays the real life uh screenwriter and director charlie kaufman as well as his fictional twin brother donald uh yep. and it is the most nicholas cage uh in per per capita is that is that the right word <laughs> don't know <laughs> haven't i i saw i have Somehow not seen the unbearable weight of massive talent, but I saw a clip from that where he is talking that. to himself. Yeah. 
But I saw okay. there was a, there's at least one scene where there is two cages. There's cage on cage. Mm. I think they kiss. Uh, but this, this this does have throughout the entirety of the film two cages for the price of one. Indeed, it was a blast. I liked that one a lot. Uh, over on the reactor core, uh, we have reactions and spoiler cast to Asteroid City and the Flash. We've also been talking about Secret Invasion. Just a quick note on that. We were going to record a uh, uh, spoiler ca- cast on episode three of Secret Invasion. Uh, we decided to postpone that uh, and do three and four in one episode. And we're probably going to do episode five and six in one episode together as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just a heads up on that. I guess the last little bit of housekeeping that I should mention, um, or I guess the last two things I should mention here is that uh, we're streaming on YouTube. Now, that's it. I'm officially moving us over to YouTube. No more on Twitch. Uh, Maybe maybe every once in a while down the road for something, who knows, but our, our, our main live streaming platform will now be YouTube. Um, so if you are if you're enjoying this po- podcast and you want to come watch us live, uh, at least for the remainder of the summer, we are typically recording on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Central. Um, so, yeah, be on be on the lookout for that. Um, last but not least, uh, Melissa, you're not much of a social media person. So do you know anything about threads? I think I've seen you know that word. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you, I, I'm certain you've seen the, the word. <laughs> I mean, I was aware of it as a concept, but I think I did see somebody I follow on YouTube Mention in the it. on the community page, which, frankly, that is the most social media I get is going to sure. my YouTube subscriptions page and, and seeing what channels have posted a, post, a community right, update. Yeah. Yeah. That's sincerely the best way to reach me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, to, Twitter is that if you guys have seen the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, it's that, that <gasps> scene where the sh- ship is just coming into dock and sinking and sinking and sinking. Uh, Twitter seems to just constantly be on the downhill. And so people have been trying to jump ship to other alternatives and not many of them have really worked. I know I've mentioned co-host i've mentioned hive and i have accounts on that the whatnots have accounts on them but they never really stuck um well meta just launched their twitter competitor called threads um on the sixth um or i I think it was a i think they did it a day early on the fifth is that right i'm not sure who cares um but for better or for worse, I think that one's going to stick. I think that one's going to be around to stay. Because um, I remember in the initial success of like Hive, they were like, hey, we got one million subscribers. And that was like in their first like month. Um, mm. <laughs> threads ended up having like 12 million signups in the first like 10 hours. Oh, and. and and so it's already passed like 70 million subscribers or signups. Um, so I, I think this one is here to stay. 
uh for better or for worse so i have made an account on that i've made the whatnots an account on that if you'd like to follow us there we are at the whatnots official because um what so, are we gonna do when that <laughs> 70s funk band comes after us well so here's the thing technically the whatnots already so right let me back up even further here to sign up for threads you have to have an instagram account and i think this mm. is one of the things that has kind of launched it forward past other alternatives to twitter is that um you sign in with your instagram stuff and it gives you the option to basically import your profile picture, your bio, everyone you follow, like all of that, that stuff. So you don't have to start from, from scratch unless you want to. Um, and so there's a lot of people there who already kind of have a built in community and following mm. on that. Um, and as advertisers are leaving Twitter, I think Facebook, since they're meta, since they had this in the works, I think, was letting their advertisers know in advance. Because that was also the thing with something like Hive. It's like I saw a lot of people that I, I, I knew signing up, but no, like none, none of the news sites, none of the mm. brands, like none of them were really hopping on. Uh, but with Threads, they were basically there right away and so it, it felt like okay i can still get the news from yeah. some, some of this stuff here i don't have to go on twitter um but all that goes to say the whatnots technically already had an instagram account paul made that way back in the day he used his email he used his own password oh. And when when he left, I I didn't get access to all of that stuff. So I don't have access to at the whatnots uh, on oh, that. It's man. already taken. And so I had to make a new one. And so that's why we are the whatnots official uh, on threads and te technically on Instagram, though. I don't imagine me using that one. I'll be honest. I don't like Facebook and I don't like Instagram. I don't like meta, but. I think Threads is here to stay, so we'll see. But that's all. That's all the housekeeping stuff I wanted to um, say and mention. So we will probably, at least for the time being, be posting some updates on on Threads in the near future. But there you go. That good stuff. Um, Melissa, I want to talk about Nimona. Go. Nimona is probably going to be in my top five movies of the year. This Ooh. was incredible. Um, so I, for those of you who don't know, Nimona is a movie that Netflix just released. It's based off of a graphic novel of the same name um, by, I believe they are going by N.D. Stevenson now yes. um and they man i remember nimona from the tumblr era when they yeah. were like posting sketches on tumblr like i have an idea for this new thing and then they made like short web co co comics and then made a graphic novel um and for a while the comic book 
podcast that I listened to just raved about it. They loved it. And it was a couple years later that I finally bought it as a gift for my mom. Because from all the stuff that I heard was like, I think she would like this book. Um, I, I, I think she read through it and really enjoyed it. But one time when I went out to her, I read the book. Incredible. It is phenomenal. Mm. I loved it. Um, and Netflix has been turning it into an animated movie starring uh, Chloe Grace Moritz and Riz Ahmed, ah. I believe. Um, mm. And yeah. It came out like on the 30th, like last day of June. Yeah, it was it was so good. It was awesome. Cannot recommend this enough. It is stellar. It made me and my partner cry. It is God, but it's just it is the it's so funny. It is like we were busting out laughing and crying at the same time. It was great. Um. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I, they, they have something special with, with that one there. Um, nice. And as someone who also read the comic, it is a very good adaptation of, of, yeah. of that too. It's not just like, well, I guess it has the same name or like the same mm. kind of story. It's like, no, this is, this is it. <laughs> this is fantastic. Um, nice. So please, please go watch it. I, I cannot recommend it enough. So. Yeah, I I do remember, I think in my first job out of college, that was one of the things that got me out of bed was like twice a week. I knew I could read a new Nimona page. Yes. <laughs> it was a webcomic. I've got the graphic novel on my shelf back there somewhere. Nice. I, I, I have very fond memories of it. I do intend to watch this movie. <laughs> I'm just yeah, having a busy great. month for watching and rewatching things, so I don't know exactly when I'll get to it. Oh, yeah, we're right in summer blockbuster season. Right. I'm I've rewatched most of the Mission Impossible movies. Uh, I'm working my way through Good Omens again, some Venture Mm -hmm. Brothers again. I I might save Nimona as like a thing to look forward to in August when things will suddenly seem drier by comparison. Sure. Yeah. Understandable. Understandable. Um, The Bear. Season two is out. Have not started it Rawr. yet. Um, yeah, but I went back and I watched season one for real this time. So <laughs> technically, my partner was watching it and I was like reading comics on on the couch while she was watching it. Um, and so I really only saw the last three episodes of the show and she kept falling asleep on it. So she watched it yeah. like twice and fell asleep on it twice, <laughs> um, which is not because it's a boring show. Quite the opposite. But even in those like three episodes, I was like, holy shit, this is good. And like had like, you know, like writing comics on my phone and catching stuff and then like slowly like paying more attention to the show than my comics and stuff. So I finally went back and I watched the entirety of season one. And yeah, man, that, that show is so good. So mm-hmm. cannot wait to get into season two of that. Which everyone says is just as good, if not better. So mm-hmm. this people have asked me, this is on among the top shows. People ask me if I have seen, and I have to tell them, no, I, I do a very distracting podcast. <laughs> 
Maybe we'll get to it in like the 400th episode ish, <laughs> somewhere around there. Who knows? Uh, this weekend it was at a party and somebody was like, Have you seen Ted Lasso? I'm like, No, but I had to watch Crawl. <laughs> Have you seen Crawl? You, you, I mean, you, you could have been like, no, but I've seen After Party season one. They I, just had their I, seconds. I do have season out. We see some of the things, but I feel like we always see the second Rand thing. Like I've never seen Mad Men <laughs> and I've never met a single other person besides us who has watched Halton Catch Fire. Yeah, well, I, I, <laughs> I've now seen people online mention it and they're always just like man great show what an good, amazing show good. so good man right I, <laughs> I'm, there's so many major tv series the last handful of years that i have not seen a second of i've realized yeah. i'm good at movies bad at tv you have to make a space for me in my life i can't do it alone you yeah. have to help to <laughs> make sure i have room to watch barry or something all like right melissa that. here's your homework on the review show we're covering this. we're watching an actual popular conversation topic that men on <laughs> yeah. a dating app will want to talk to you about <laughs> guess what men on dating apps haven't seen servant <laughs> crawl <laughs> good stuff um and then i i kind of mentioned this on the review show last week but i've also been catching up on comics and i have to give another shout out to radiant black um i am now obsessed with this book um it was incredible it was great it is a superhero comic published by image comics that is the launch of a shared superhero universe um but not the like image comics superhero universe it's just a, a number of creators that have gotten together to uh all start books that take place in the same universe um and they, they have their own characters and and stuff like that but volume one was incredible uh, it hooks you in. It gives you enough time to like get to know the characters and want to like stick with them and know more about them. It's not just all big bombastic superhero stuff where it's like, OK, he punched the guy and then he punched him harder and the end. Um, but it, it also <laughs> harder does... with more friendship. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, but like it, it also does have that stuff and there's some really interesting like mystery that's happening here um it's really really good and uh what i thought was interesting um is like it's not the like peter parker talks to himself and so mm. you have the captions and like what he's thinking and all that stuff it's not the like noir batman narration over so there i was in crime alley where my parents died and I got sad uh, like it's it's not that stuff. <laughs> he is a writer. He's a novelist and he's trying to write a novel based on a short story that he uh, had written and published in the past. And it's about a woman whose partner gets into robbing banks and then like gets her involved and on one of the ones that they do together, he gets shot and dies. But she. she she escapes and so now she mm -hmm. gets to like 
basically start over with her life with all of this money and just be whoever she wants to be. Um, and she's struggling with that and what to do. And at the same time, he's struggling with that and what to do. And like, where does this character that I'm writing go? And where do I as a person go? And me also just hitting these new superpowers or the superpowered suit um that can can help him do all of this stuff he he's found this new identity this chance to start over and so the book is kind of mirroring his life in a weird way but also he's like working through stuff so maybe what he writes is then influencing how he treats his new identity uh, as a superhero, he- he- so I thought that was fantastic. Cannot recommend mm. it enough. It's it's really really good. Um, nice. So yeah, that's that's all the, the big old stuff that I had. Big old stuff. Big bears old are big. Stuff. Bears are big. But where did that come from? <laughs> where did they go? The tank. <laughs> <laughs> Tank the tank, where did you go? Um, right, is there any update? We need to do a Captain's Log update episode where we look back on how is Hank the tank? How many bears was he? The Captain's Log, where are they now? <laughs> <laughs> we read the sales numbers for last year's novelty Mountain Dew flavors. Exactly, exactly. Great stuff. Um, Speaking of where are they now, Jennifer Gardner. Yes. Back in Deadpool 3 as Elektra, reprising her role. Uh, I know there's been a few other rumors and casting and announcements of like, oh, maybe this person will be in Deadpool 3 and stuff. But this one stuck out to me. Melissa, how do you feel about... This one is a fact? uh, Yes, this one is a fact. Okay. Um, She is back. (laughs) How do you feel about Electra, Jennifer Garner, Electra? This is fascinating because that's such a serious character. I kind of appreciate that if she signed up to do this again, Jennifer Garner must have some sense of humor about it. That's nice. Maybe she just wants to show off that she's still in great Electra shape after 20 years. Good Mm -hmm. on her. I just watched Daredevil again for the first time since... I saw it when it first came out. Good. I, my roommate and I, we'd taken some, some THC gummies. We were going to settle in for a movie night. She's like, I want something like kind of with like twists, you know? And I wound up just scanning through like the HBO max, like crime section. I'm like, crime sure. could be serious. Crime could be fun. Let's see what crime entails that might give you what you're looking for tonight. We landed Dare on Daredevil. Daredevil. And she's like, there was another Daredevil movie? I'm like, okay, we are watching this. It's so fun. It's it's such a funny time, Daredevil. Superhero movies in that era were wild. You never knew what exactly you were going to get. Right. It's so self-serious. It's it's from early enough to where the storytelling didn't have to be subtle yet. Like everything is so blunt, everything is so hammered home. Like, <laughs> like a little 
little Matt Murdock, like he's taking a shortcut home from school and then he sees his dad. <laughs> My dad really does work as a crime enforcer. Oh no. And he turns and he cries and he runs away and he drops his report card with all straight A's. It's like melodramatic oh, no. moves like that. Now I laughed get so B's. hard. Or D's I laughed for so... Daredevil. <laughs> now he's going to get red glasses because he can't see anymore. <laughs> I... I laughed so much watching Daredevil. It's it's downright quaint to see Good. in comparison. There's a lot of comic writer shout outs. And mm -hmm. like I said, they're not subtle. It's not like if you squint on like a plaque in the background, it says Ditko on it or something. It's no, like, like Frank Miller Street. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, Matt, how are you doing with the Quesada case? You know, it's like. And his dad's like, oh, I, I got a boxing match with Romita tonight. Like yep, five yep. different times I stopped the movie to tell my roommate, oh, that's a comics writer. Like Kevin they put their Smith names is, out. Is, 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 He's is in, in it. You yeah. see him. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, it really wears that on its sleeve because people hadn't learned yet to pick up the sleeve and look at the arm underneath. It's not like today where you have to look at, you have to decode a license plate and you're like, oh, that's an Easter egg. It's, Easter eggs are right there. You don't have to haunt at all. Right so what, front and center. What I appreciate about those older movies that that just say everything, right? Like like you've been mm -hmm. mentioning is that, it, or it, especially the, the comic book ones, is that was Stan Lee's kind of MO with comics, right? It's just like... Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what comic it is. It will be someone's first comic. So when Spider-Man yeah. shows up, you have to at least have a panel or two to be like, oh, yeah, back when I got bit by that radioactive spider. Right. And and it shows him and it's like, oh, OK, that's how he got his powers and mm. became Spider-Man. Right. They have to explain everything. And. I, on one hand, I like that philosophy a lot because that helps bring in new people um, and it also it it worked really well for the like month to month reading of the comics. Um, but in the movies in particular, like comic book movies weren't really a mainstream thing mm. all that much back then. So, right. It was like, hey, we know some of you know about Daredevil, but not all of you. So here we go. Buckle up. We'll tell mm -hmm. you everything. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> Full origin story. Yeah. I, um, we all love. I, I do like the more subtle stuff when they're also just like, we know you know how movies work and how narrative works. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We know you can connect the dots on things. So we'll be a little more subtle, too. I appreciate that, <laughs> too. I will say when I saw Daredevil in like 2003, 2004, that was the first time I had ever seen Colin Farrell. Sure, and I'm like, yeah. I don't I don't know about the quality of this movie as a whole, but I can tell that is he a good out. actor. Right. He does stand out. He, he, he's it's yeah, he he stands out. He's also like way over the top in that uh, movie yes, in, in a yes, way that like so big, it, like I could see people being like, oh, his performance is not good at all he's you're doing this but i can also see like exactly what you said of like there's something about him like this he makes a good. choice yeah he commits. he's, he's so choice. dynamic he's, he's doing it when he gets 
he gets injured or something. He's covered in bandages or whatever. And all you can see are his eyes. I'm like, Colin Farrell is some of the best eyes in the business. Like I, it was really lovely to go back and watch the first thing I ever saw him in when he was like nominated for an Oscar this year. He's yeah. I'm so happy. We still have Colin Farrell. And I know we all love Vincent D'Onofrio, but Michael Clark Duncan is the kingpin. He was also awesome such a presence. Love it. Love Man. It. Oh, that's one of their best choices. Yes. That was one of the things I, I loved about all those like non like pre Marvel Studios Marvel movies is more often than not, they nailed the, the, the casting for the villains in particular. Mm-hmm. They, they had uh, just like great choices in the Spider-Man movies, in the in, in the Daredevil movie great stuff mm-hmm. great stuff uh but yeah i i am intrigued by the the tonal mix of having electra i've not seen electra her own motion picture i i know people well that's see that's exactly what everybody does everybody yeah. makes a grimace face there are so many movies that i just know people don't like and i'm realizing i don't know a single specific thing about them what what exactly do people not like about Electra? I'm not questioning that people don't like it. I'm just annoyed that people just keep making grimace faces and not actually giving me any qualifying statements. Have you seen the Halle Berry Catwoman movie? I've had it described to me. I see. That's that's the thing. I think those are both very, very bad movies. Melissa, I think you would have a great time. Good. I, I think you'd okay, have my a roommate. Blast. We'll get some gummies. Um, <laughs> this, yes, this is our new plan. Gummies, These are our Friday get some nights. alcohol, something. <laughs> um, the cat woman one is such a departure from that character that it's just it's wild. Um, and yeah, the I think from from what I remember, the Electra one, it was just really boring. And mm. I think Jennifer Garner had her like rise to stardom through Alias, the the TV show. And then she kind of did some like rom-com stuff. And I think that's what she was known for. She was 13 and, and then she was 30, quite notably. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't think she was quite the action star that everyone was hoping she might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think Electra just kind of fell flat. I'm just like, oh, okay, that was a movie, just like Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny was an Indiana Jones, according to Melissa's mom. (laughs) It was. He wore the hat. We all saw it. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But yeah, I I think you would enjoy him a lot. I I, I am happy to know she will be back. I think that's fascinating. And I love... This was my favorite thing about Multiverse of Madness is when they pull out Black Bolt of all people. I love when a movie goes for a not fan service cameo. They're like, we're going for somebody you know, but this character has been on nobody's wish list. We're veering that far left. We know you guys liked the Electra in the Netflix show. Do you all remember? I, I, li- I like a sharp turn like that. I think that that gives me a good sense of 
who else could show up in this thing? God, I I would love to see a, a Human Torch Chris Evans cameo or, or yeah. Michael Chiklis, like something from Fantastic Four, I think would be great. Um, I Man, I, I would love to like even get like if they are pulling on a multiversal story like it seems like it is kind of do. Well, that's the thing is like, I don't know. Are they. They're, they're already mixing Fox and Sony, so they yeah, they might do all sorts of stuff. Can they get like uh, a voice actor who played one of the characters to join Deadpool's team like as the actor <laughs> themselves to like how uh, they had right. that one dude who like didn't have any pa- pa- powers. Right. I like <laughs> that they are making a multiversal team or at least there will be cameos. Of, I of want them. Ryan Reynolds Deadpool to fight Ryan Reynolds from Blade Trinity. <laughs> to fight Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> Just have him show up in the like or like the like knockoff n- not Green Lantern <laughs> Green Lantern. <laughs> it's I'm the me. Emerald the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Emerald Lamp. It's me, the Chartreuse Bulb. <laughs> yeah. Something like that would be good uh speaking of dc comics though we also mm. got uh superman and lois cast yes um we're a little bit late on this news since we've been doing so many games and stuff like that here on the captain's log in past weeks uh david corin sweat and rachel mm-hmm. brosnahan i don't i hope i said yeah. their names right i think i've heard it with a hard a i think i've heard brosnahan but okay that might Good. be right. Um, relatively unknown. I'm not super familiar with either of these actors, though I know uh, Rachel is in Marvelous Miss Maisel, I believe. Is that she's the Another star of one of the major shows from the last handful of years I wasn't watching. And people think <laughs> she is great in that. She is snarky. Yeah. She's smart. She's witty. And that, to me, sounds like Lois Lane. And get the that job That sounds nice. Done. Mm-hmm. I so, I want to say I I always really liked the Amy Adams Lois Lane, but she was in in a very specific tone that those movies sure. were in, and this sounds like a, a a great Lois to fulfill other tones that now we get to see the character live in. Yeah, yeah, I like that we're getting a a, a younger Superman mm-hmm. too. Um, I mean, not that Henry Cavill was old; he wasn't. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Um, I, I, th- I think I think because he's not as much of a, a household name, it'll be interesting to see him grow into that role. Um, yeah. So I'm excited. I, I don't really have yes. much else to say except, hey, sweet. Nice. We got it. We I got him cast. One of the movies I have seen that I've been pushing you to see is a horror movie called X. And the movie X has a prequel movie that came out afterwards called Pearl. And David Corrin Sweat is one one of the major characters in that. Yes. So now would be the perfect time to watch X and Pearl. Yes, it would. It would. Indeed. Indeed. Um, Melissa, you have a a trailer, a a movie trailer, or is this a TV show? This is a movie trailer. We don't have to like do a full reaction. I just saw this in like 
literally the three minutes before I sat down to record and I wanted to show it to you. This is a trailer YouTube recommended to me called Corner Office. Uh, this movie this. stars St. Louis's own John Hamm, which is why I clicked on it. Like and, I, he's he's my hometown you. You boy. I got to see what he's up to. story about an office. I <laughs> know, <laughs> right? They this have you thing nailed. looks. This looks very Severance. John Hamm plays this guy who like takes his vague office job very seriously he shows up at this new office and he finds a corner office finds this magical space where he goes in there and he's like i feel smarter i feel more powerful when i go in there i can really get my work done i can do anything and there's some sort of mystery where he reveals this to somebody else and they're like there is no corner office Uh, (laughs) oh hey it's danny (laughs) cootie Yes! I love him. Nice to see, He's great. Nice to see him, too. Yeah, down to the the sinister office setting, the sort of throwback vintage professional wardrobe. Even the fact that it's set during the winter. Uh, yeah. it, it, it feels, feels claustrophobic. Yes. But this is uh, directly up my alley. Thank you, YouTube, for putting this in front of my face. It said it comes out in August, but it didn't specify uh, how in what form. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to go back and watch this trailer, like, for real, for, for, for real after we're done. But this looks, it looks good. I'm getting the right vibes just from, like, the way everything is styled, the uh, the music. I like this idea of like uh not not a liminal space but like a mysterious like is it real or not space. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> That's the sort of thing you oh, get in like shot. This it's this, like Harry Potter in the Room of Requirement. I love the idea of an adult story talking about a space that may or may not exist because it feels like such a young adult thing to play with. They had a, a shot earlier in the trailer of this building that he works in, and it's this tall skyscraper. But because it's the like snowy, like misty, foggy look, the building just rises into the mist, and yeah. you can't see it end. That looked good, awesome. That looked fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, this looks good. Choose to see the light. I chose to see the light. That was all. Just wanted to, to make sure you were also aware of this. Yeah. August 4th. Interesting. Interesting. That's soon. Oh my god, that's less than a month. That's very close. Uh, what is what is that? Nicholas Cage is the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like in general? Yeah, it was at the end of that trailer. It it had like one of their other like movies or click on this video was Nicholas Cage is the devil. Okay. I don't know. I'm clicking on it. I'll find out. Report back. Oh, Sympathy for the Devil comes out this year. Says it is an action movie. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Anyways. Well, yeah, I think that kind of about wraps us up for this week's podcast i think yes um, so yeah let's do let's do all the social media stuff melissa where can the people find you on the interwebs 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. I'm not a social media person. I haven't looked at either of those apps in a long time, but you can follow me. You you want to send me a message, I get the notifications. So yeah. I just keep saying this until I have another plan. Uh, and listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities. Sounds good. Uh, you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter and on threads. Uh, and if you guys would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at the Whatnots, we are at the Whatnots on Twitter and at the Whatnots official on threads. So go give us a follow. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube, we got plenty more videos right over there on that side of the screen that would help us out a ton. So please go like, share, and subscribe. You guys know the deal with all of that good stuff. Uh, but this has been number 243 of the Captain's Log. We will see y'all next time. Bye. Bye.